Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg. And for today's issue and shear, and in this case it will also be a conversation, we're going to be discussing Parshas Noach. As we have just started the Torah again with Parshas Bereshis, we are now on to Noach, and there is so much to discuss with Parshas Noach, but I want to focus on the issue pertaining to the absolute complexity and seeming incongruent depictions that we get of Noah throughout Chazal. And here to discuss that with me, we have my brother returning to the database, Rav Daniel Eisenberg. Thank you, Rav Daniel, for joining us here. Thank you for having me back. It's been a while, and I love what you've done with the place. Oh, thank you so much. And um, yeah, we've had plenty of really amazing conversations. I was just reviewing some of the stuff we spoke about in the past. We spoke about um, the concepts of slavery. We've discussed in the Parsha panel uh, things like the Torah observance of the Avos. You and I have discussed Yaakov Avinu and his, um, if we can call it a, a mistruth or a, or, or a lie. Um, so and the, 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 the aspect of, of tefillin, whether or not that's a metaphor according to some Rishonim. So a bunch of interesting and maybe you could say controversial conversations that we've had, but... It's crazy that we haven't spoken since Parshas Mishpatim, right? Yeah, and um, truthfully, um, I, I blame myself for that, but we, I definitely want to have more conversations moving forward. We should definitely do this more often because it's one of the more enjoyable things that uh, we do here at the database, and I think that is true for the listeners as well. So before we get started, I just wanted to thank our generous anonymous um, sponsors and um, the generous anonymous sponsor is being offered Lule Nishmas, Shmuel Menachem Ben Leib, and Lule Nishmas Leibas Avraham, and Lule Nishmas Yehuda Chizda Yakir Ben Harav Shlomo. So, as anonymous as the donor is, the, um, the hopefully the names of those that it was donated for will um, will be remembered, and their Nishmas should have an Aliyah. And Anyone else who wants to offer a sponsorship for the Harbat Torah, for the different things we do here at the database, whether it's the Chizik B'Tfila and the Baal Workshop, whatever it may be, just reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Okay, so moving into our topic. So this is a topic that you and I have spoken about in the past, at least privately, something that we've spoken about with our brother of Mendy, and it's something that I think a lot of ink has been spilled on already tracing back to the uh, times of Chazal, the Midrashim, and they've kind of caused more ink to be spilled over it. But let's, let, let, let's, let's start from the beginning of our parsha. Would, 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 would you say it's a flood of ink? Aha. Uh-huh. I might. So, uh, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. Um, listen, uh, we, we, we need a place for that too, right? <laughs> Um, so start, starting from Parshas Noach, we get a very simple depiction of Parshas Noach, or really of Noach, um, the individual. And I guess par- par- um, Parshas Noach at large is a very enjoyable Parsha for people of all ages. And it's, it's, there aren't so many Parshios that have that same mazal. Right? Um, where there's a lot of appeal, and there's, there's some obvious reasons for that. You know whether it's uh, the you know the the animals and the boats and the rainbows and there are a lot of really um, you know I'm, I guess 
I, I would call it eye-catching. I guess if you feel, if you're looking at the coloring pages, so it's very eye-catching. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly it's, it's certainly a child-friendly parsha when you um, try to forget about the uh, destruction and disintegration of all of humanity. flesh upon the earth except for eight people and all of humanity. Right. It's, it, other than that, it's a very child-friendly parsha. My kids actually. Um, there's a class trip had like a had went to a petting zoo today to to be uh, Ozik in the in Yana in Yana Dioma of uh, of, of uh, Parsha Snowak. So it's really uh, definitely definitely something that that the whole family Parsha the whole family can enjoy. Right, and the, there there's something that is on the one hand interesting about that, but it's also very perplexing, and it's that like. The, the Torah, I, I, I don't think the Torah was written for kids. It, it, you know, it's, it's written for all of us to appreciate, but you, it's very rare that you have a story like this, which seems, you know, by nature very fantastical on the one hand, but the Torah is very specific about the calendar dates of when exactly the flood took place, which, you know, which that, that raises eyebrows. Like, you know, the Torah wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't just giving us a story, but it's it's telling us about something that's real life, and when you think about that, so the story could not be so simple as simple as it is for for you know for kids to listen to and for adults to maybe teach it in that very surface way. But I want to use that as our jumping pad and springboard to talk about Noach the person, and that is because when you when you open up the parsha, you just read. Noach ish tzadik tamim You see that Noach was a righteous man. He was wholesome. And yes, it says he was the righteous man of his generation. And several Rishonim just point out that what should that mean? It means that he's a righteous man. Not only that, it doesn't mean that he's a righteous man, but the, what, what, what's that modification, those words, he was in, in, in his generations? So the Mafarshim point out, the Bukhar Shor points this out, uh, the Ramban points this out in response to Rashi. The Ramban says it means that, yes, of, of the generation, he was the only righteous person. You know, nothing else, no further implication other than the fact that he was the single righteous man of the generations. And he was righteous. That, that's, that's basically as much as we get from the simple reading. And why should you see anything more than that? All right, so that, that, that's the simple version of Noah. Are we in agreement so far? Um, yeah. We can, we, can, we can work with that. Okay. So then, then, then things get a little bit complicated, right? So, this is, so the Noah that we all seem to know and love, at least from that first, from that first glance at the text, from the first time we hear about Noah as kids, because again, we said this is, a, this is a child-friendly parsha, so we learn about this character named Noah, and we learn that he was righteous. Everyone else was bad, right? They, they were all bad people. Noah was the good person. He was righteous. And then Rashi comes along, and, and, and on that, that pesky word, Medoro um, Sav, Rashi says, oh yeah, and by the way, there, there are some who um, take this as an insult. So I, I guess I guess one thing to ask on that is you know Ra, and Rashi doesn't say it as clear cut like oh yeah this is an insult to Noah but it's, he says there's some mudarsh on the shvach some say it's a compliment and some say um, that it's ligani some say it's an insult and when it comes to and um, and some people by the way they they look at this as a machlokes at least in terms of 
what Noah would have been in a different generation, right? So, for example, if you look at Rashi's words, he's, um, so those who darsh on the Shvach, they say, had he been in the generation of the likes of Avraham, he would have been even, he would have been even greater than he was. You know, if, if he had a better influence, he would have been even greater. And, and then the, the other way of saying it as an insult is, oh, you know, had he been in another generation, you know, looking at him now, he would not be considered so great. That does not have to be a machlokus in, in, in Metzios, right, in the reality, right, that those can both be simultaneously true. In a, a, Noach transpo, um, transplanted into a different generation, given different opportunities, he might have been even better. And yet Noach, maybe where he was standing, according to this version of Rashi, Laganai, Noach, where he was standing, transplant him into a different generation, he doesn't look all that great. So it seems like even if you're darshaning Lashvach, and here's my point, even if you're darshaning Lashvach, it still doesn't make Noach look great. And you have these these constant comparisons to the likes of Avraham Avinu. So you know, we, we talk about some of the other um, such references that we find in the Midrashim, because Rashi seems to have this as a theme, right? Rashi doesn't just say this once and then, 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 then get off of it. It's not like a hit and run. Rashi keeps on coming back to this, right? So you have another example of that off the top of your mind? Um, well, there are some who try to understand maybe the Peshat in the, in the Tsohar, right? What was it? Was it a window or was it a gem, mm-hmm. right? Right. And uh, some, some uh, I don't remember offhand who, maybe quoted, I don't know, who that darshans that 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 uh, that chakira, that dichotomy that we have, is the same one over here. That if Noah was really a a big tzaddik, so then maybe he was uh, he he would have permission to you know he, if if he and his family perhaps really earned salvation then there would be reason for them to be able to look out the window. But if they're really not so great themselves, then they shouldn't be able to look out the window and see what's happening out in, in the world, and, and therefore uh, they could, therefore, therefore they, they had, the Shomar was actually a gem that provided light for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the only way to understand that, but, that, but that's a, some who try to continue this theme. Because we do have to point out that it's not that so common of Rashi to quote both opinions in a, in a, in the Gemara, right? It's it, 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 it's not it's not unheard of. We do see Rashi do it, but often Rashi will quote one opinion from the Gemara, one opinion from the Midrash, and people tend to think, as we spoke about in the past, that, that that's the only shita out there because Rashi said it. But the truth is, if you check out Rashi's source, sometimes there there are uh, multiple opinions, um, and and Rashi not fully weighing in here, not seemingly not taking a side. Um, is is worth noting for sure, right? And then and but then, then again, like he and then he comes back and he says, so for example, af noach amana, right? Some some more um, um, you know um, words of condemnation that noach, you know, the person who spent all those years building the teva, even he wasn't fully convinced of what Hashem had told him was going to happen, right? So we'll be, right. we find that yes. Although I don't think that's necessarily exclusive to the Noah wasn't so great shot, right? I Meaning you could be, you don't have you don't you don't have to have to limit that to one one version of Noah, right? But what what it does seem to speak to is, you know, you you, you think you, you think you know a guy. Right, uh, but uh, you know, Noah is the ish tzaddik, and you think that oh, that must mean he's the the best of the best, 
And no, actually, it means he's the best of the worst. You know, he, even he was among the cotton, the, the cotton Amano, and and you find you find other such comparisons, not just in Rashi, but in in, in other midrashim, in terms of Noach. Right, Noach, um, uh, he he followed Hashem. Noach, but then by uh, by when it comes to Avraham Avinu, of course, um, Hashem follows him. Right, his halich tamim. Right, and then and we also find that Avraham was told that Sodom was going to be destroyed, and Avraham spoke up and he dared to challenge Hashem. Noach, we find no such thing. So, not to suggest that these comparisons aren't there, and I think they are very astute comparisons, but. I think one what well, one fair question is, you know, for those who are Darshan Laganai, is there like a benefit to doing that? Like you could think of maybe from the standpoint of Danakov Schus, maybe from the standpoint of um, not just Danakov Schus, but how you speak and think about uh, the Gadol Hador, literally the Gadol Hador, and not just the Gadol Hador, but the Gadol of several Doros, of which that, that Noach was. And you think to maybe uh, not just cut some more slack, but actually show some uh, some more kavod. Like, is the, is there a motivation to darshan lignai like that? And right. like, like, why why right. would you? Right. So especially, you know, there's a. Uh, it's interesting when when I was younger. So I like 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 kid younger. So I always thought no, I was tzaddik. And then as I got older and started learning. Um, more of, more of the text, more of Chazal and the Bali Musatur. So then I got the impression like, oh, he's, he's really actually, like, how, how could he do that? He did this, he did that. He, he, and I'm talking about pre-Mabal Noah, by, by the way. There, there, aside from the two versions of Noah um, that Rashi speaks about, there's also a third version, which is the post-Mabal Noah, which might not be like any of the first two. So that's yes. just worth pointing so, so out. That, 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 so that, that, you don't that, even yeah. need Chazal there to make it unflattering. Right. Um, so, so then the Bali Muster, and then you kind of get the impression like, no, Nach is not so great. And then, and then in in like Panini Satora and, and Chosidos, the the, the Rebbe speak very, very highly of of, of Noach and uh, being being a tzaddik. And uh, I mean, it's a it's a big Indian anyway of, of like the, the, the tzaddik. Right. And um, I, I, Noam Ali Malik speaks about this at length. Noam Ali Malik. Yes, yeah, so, so many of the Rebbe's do, and, and uh, one of my Rebbe, I remember him saying that, like, if Noah could walk into the room, we would melt due to his Kedusha. So, I mean, could be, I, I don't I don't know about Kedusha having such an impact, but if it, I mean, it can't, I, sure, why not? Uh, it could be. I, 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 heard, I heard a remark, I think, from Weinberger, that maybe one of the Rebbe's said that, you know, someone said, or someone was, like, condemning Noah, and he says, uh, the Torah says no because it's tzaddik. What does the Torah say about you? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you know, there is a, there, 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 you know, that would seem to be, yeah, like, of course, of course, he's a tzaddik. What's the reason to, to say anything less? Well, the answer would probably be that it's not for, uh, you know, a Lashon Hara fest. Right. But we're, we're trying to see what went wrong in that in that generation. Because clearly the, the Noah the Noah plan, right? If you if you if you will call this the plan B of the world, right? You, as if right, plan A is Adam and Chava, and that was that failed for ten generations. You could make more plans between, you know. But but uh, plan B seems to be destroy the world and start again. Something went wrong. What what is that? Why, why did we have to go to the, the the new structure of the world of Abraham and Avos and Nimos and Klal Yisrael? Why did we have to come to that? So there, there was something wrong with this generation, and, and especially if you if you point point out like the you know the flaw in Noah as 
compared to Avram. So, for example, probably the main thing that, that you hear Noah being condemned for is his lack of outreach. I think Rukhan Shmulevitz in Sivas Muster puts it more in a, in, a, in a perspective of, of like a prism of tefillah. Right. right. Especially in contrast to, uh, to Avram, Dab, and Yaf, Sedom. Right. Uh, in fact, Rukhan Shmulevitz, the way he puts it, he says, if it hurts, you scream. It doesn't matter. Even if davening would not have helped Noach still should have screamed right. and he bases that off the right. Zohar and Kimei Noach Zosli we didn't even speak about that but the Haftarah refers to the Mabal as Noach's fault it's the waters of Noach yeah continue yeah. though or could imply it's Noach's fault it's yeah. right 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 but, that, uh, but that, that, that's certainly how they take it yeah right um, so, so so whether it's not davening or the, you know what others say and I, and I have a lot a lot of essays written on this of of not doing proper outreach and definitely the the implications of that uh, the other Rambam Chazal quoted by Rashi about he's supposed to instruct them for also during the entire construction tell them what he's doing try to recruit and and he failed in that mission so whatever it is whether it's tefillah or cure or whatever but this insular um, personality that Noah has and the Dal Sheikh even says that this is why he was a teva. He, he, isol- he, he isolated himself, and therefore he, he needed to isolate himself further for uh, for the entire for the duration of the flood. So this is this is a really important part of the story, and to understand why Avram is chosen. Also, this is the, right, it, 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 we, we fly through two thousand years of world history. It's it's That's astonishing point. how we fly through two thousand years of world history. Two two weeks, <laughs> Bracious, Noah. Yes, they are longer partials, but still, not the longest. We have Bracious and Noah, and then then we slow things down. Lech lecha, Vayera, right? Like we're, we're we're talking about you know from from Lech lecha to Vayera, 20, 25 years, twenty four years. It's not, and it's really not really even even less than that, right? The, it, it, it's 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 a it's a very small gap. We're still looking at that. Then we focus on Avraham, but how do we get to Avraham? So you need to understand Noah. Like, why didn't Hashem just make another Noah situation? So, because there was something wrong, lacking in Noah, and, and we need to know that. And not because we, you know, we uh, were, were, you know, want to speak Lashon Hara about it, but we, we need to understand the story properly. Maybe, maybe the, and maybe the other perspective, right? Those who are, are who are, you know, Doresh Lashvah, what, what would they say to this? So it could be that they would say, you know what, Noah had literally an impossible task. It was too much to ask, or something like that. Um, or they would agree, but they would say, let's try to focus on the good because maybe there's more right. we can learn from the good so, than, so the, than the bad. Right. So the, the, this, I think, goes back to what I was saying earlier, which um, maybe if, if you if people didn't give thought to it, it could, it could be that it, it wasn't fully grasped. Um, but uh, the idea that the you, we don't necessarily see a machlokas between the two schools that Rashi is quoting from Chazal. It's not a machlokas in the Mitzvahs of whether or not Noah could possibly compare to Avram. It seems to be that they're in agreement that he wouldn't. The question is, when we say the word B'dara 7, the Pasuk, are we trying to compliment Noah, or are we trying to sort of just say, but yeah, he's not that great. Like he's Yes, he was the Tzaddik, relatively. And Meaning, we can all agree that Noach wasn't on Avraham's level, but the question is that word. Is that word a compliment word? Is that a, is that word complimentary, or is that word? Um, 
right. Supplementary? No. Um, is that is that word? Is that word um, uh, an insult of sorts? Derogatory. It's derogatory. derogatory. Okay, right. very good. It, it's interesting when, when you when you read at least the lashon of Rashi to see to see the, the original lashon of the of the Gemara and Sanhedrin, the Midrash and Bereshis but the the when we say Yesh Rabbeinu Darshim Oso Lishak, Darshin Oso. So does Oso mean him or it? The phrase. Interesting. I think Pashup Shah right. would be that's referring to the word. Right. The word or the phrase, right? So if it's Darshim Oso, so they Darshan it, meaning they're not, we're not talking about him. It's not two perspectives of Noah. Is, 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 Noah, is Noah this or is Noah that? It's no. Is, is the Torah currently trying to be complementary right, of right. this Sadiq? Or not complementary of this tzaddik at this point. But he was a tzaddik. That's one. He one, also, he was a tzaddik, and two, he doesn't necessarily compare to Avram. Like, those those can all be true. Right. Yes. So, and, and I, I, I really, I, I appreciated that uh, that analysis that, like, clearly you have to see the Torah from a panoramic view, if you will. You have to look at the Parsha from a panoramic view, so you have to, you know, tune into Parsha Panorama. <laughs> The, the, uh, sounds, yeah, sounds like a plug. <laughs> yeah, you know, a, a full series. I, 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 I'm sorry, I didn't, I, I didn't realize your plug was, was going to be as explicit as it was. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there you go. That's a partial plug for um, a, a full series that we finished um, this this year, Baruch Hashem, um, and I think it was a successful one. But you can go back and listen. But if you, um, you, you need the panoramic view to clearly see that the Torah um, is recording history in such a way that it's setting the stage for Avraham. And you need to have that understanding of Noah to know how you get to Avraham. Now, but what I, I, I want to also focus on something that I think is a, is a fair enough of a point to raise as well, and that is, you know, even if we are going to Darshan Liganai, even if we're going to, um, well, one thing to also consider is that. It's not like Noah had the opportunity of being in Avraham's generation, right? So even if you're going to darshan in such a way, that doesn't say how Noah's going to be judged at, you know, after his, uh, I, I can't call him Avastrum because he, he lived way longer than that. But after Noah, um, after way more than 120, after going up, uh, going upstairs, um, you know, so the way Noah was judged, um, I imagine would have to have been, um, in a certain sense, relevant to his generation, that Hashem has to take that into account. On the other hand, it seems to be that a Noah who would have maybe seen the, the higher potential that he had, you know, maybe like Avraham, who also, Avraham was against the world, right? Noah was against the world, Avraham was also against the world. Um, and it, but what's interesting is that Avraham gets the credit for being against the world. Right, Noach doesn't really get the credit for being against the world. He just gets the credit for not being them, right? Like, like the, everyone else. Like Noach almost seems to have this default kind of survival. Not you know, it, it, like would you say that Noach survived because he was an amazing tzaddik, or it's because he wasn't a Russia? Right, so maybe it was some combination of the two. But like Avraham is credited for having gone against the world. Maybe in a more active way. Maybe, as you mentioned, like Noah is more insular and insulated and isolated. So maybe, maybe that's why Noah doesn't get the same kind of credit. He doesn't have the same nerve as Avraham, and Avraham just reaches. He and and, and I don't just mean in in, in, ter- in terms of outreach, but he just reaches. Like Avraham reaches and overreaches. That like that that would be the personality of Avraham Avinu. 
But that and, I mean, like Noah is almost like he's in his own world. You you, you can all, you all wow, and that that that, that 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 that's like hauntingly true because that's what it was. It became Noah's own world, literally. Yes, yes, exactly, and and, and that that's what happened. Started you like meaning like Noah, you live your own world, so you're going to be restarting the world. And on the Tefa, it's this little like biodome. Uh, with, with with some humans, like like a sample, a sample of humans, a sample of animals, a sample of plants, and you know they're going to restart the world because Noah was in his own world. <clears throat> Avram Avinu was you, you. You only have to be called the Ivri according to that shot in Ivri. You only have to be called the Ivri if there's a Havamina that maybe you're not, right? Mm, Meaning right. you're 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 involved. You're involved. You interact with other people. You're you're there. And, but I, but you're different. But Noah is not Noah Ivory. He's he's not part of that. Now it's also because Noah doesn't come from Aver because Aver is great great grandson of Noah. But that's fair. But 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 but, but that but the, uh, according to that shot of Ivory is really the, at the core of the Ivory is the ability is is the being removed. So Noah is is so removed that that Ivory doesn't even mean anything. Wow, so that like that that's actually really interesting as well because, and this might be somewhat of a tangent, but like, Ivry, the letters flipped around can be like Arev, like you're mixed within it, right? And sw- switch the letters and you're removed from it. But maybe the that Bilbal Osios, you know, that that word scramble, maybe um, uh, this anagram is meant to sort of indicate that there is a kind of a mix, right? Like you don't like. Uh, what? So yeah, so I mean that, that that's getting into one 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 of the essays I have about Noah and the birds he sends out. Right? Oh, that, the the O'Rave, the Raven. Yeah, the O'Rave, exactly. That that the that the, the, the they're two they're two birds. One version. There's so many layers to this whole thing. The, the bird story is is also like a, a strikingly um, interesting, seemingly unnecessary, but so deep so, uh, uh, of a story. And of course, but, fun for the kids. In, in short, Right, yeah, but in short, the way the way you would describe what happens is that he sends out the O'Rave, and that that mission is a failure, and then he sends out the Yona, and that mission is successful. And what I what I suggest in my essay is that Yona, the Yona is is a pure white dove. It's the 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 required mida of a person to be able to be pure and not tainted by his surroundings, and the O'Rave. Is there's there's like it's like a black a darkness and but but it's o revelation of of being involved and mixed in and Noah had a responsibility to, to do both to on the one hand keep his purity but the other hand be involved and kiruv and outreach and bring people in and not be detached from other human beings and in his his mission as being a, a, a tzaddik tamim he was that. He was successful in the dub mission. In the Raven mission, though, to have to have one one foot, you know, on this side, one foot on the other side, that he wasn't really able to, to able to do properly, and that's why that that, that mission is, is is a failure uh, of being an O-Rave. Now, it's a question: it, Was it impossible for him? Was was the tuma that surrounded him too overwhelming that no human being could maybe, and and then and then you could darshan him l'shvach, could be. Or it could be a failure, but but the bottom line is that that a person really needs both of these. You need a, a yona in one pocket and an orave in another pocket. Make sure you feed them. <laughs> Don't, you, know, you, you need both of them, 
and he and and uh, Noah did not did not quite have that, and Avram Avinu, Avram Ivri, uh, did did to some, uh, and you know, we 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 we, we there's there's more there, but that's uh, that's uh, like a simplified version of, of of a piece that I think is relevant to what you're saying. Very, very interesting, and like yeah, that's like that that takes it in like a very like, that's going even deeper. Um, what I what I wanted to come back to is well, um, you know, well, the, uh, one of I think one of the running themes in this particular conversation is the difference between what we're accustomed to thinking about Noah when we hear about him as a kid versus when we hear about him as an adult. Um, or, you know, I, I wouldn't say that the first time I heard that Noah wasn't as good as he could have been was when I was an adult. I definitely heard that as a kid. But I think it kind of takes you by surprise, right? You, you startle the first time that you hear about it because when you're first taught the story, and I, I think it's for good reason, but when you're first taught the story of Noah, you're taught it with a simple read without any further implications that Noah was a righteous man, he was a tzaddik. And again, we hear that word nowadays, and maybe in biblical times the word tzaddik has slightly different connotations, the connotations of innocence and, and, and just. But tzaddik has, um, in a, certainly in Chazal already, has the, the overtones of someone who's really, really great. And I don't think we need to completely walk away from that. And I don't think you you, you think that either. Um, that that uh, kind of going back to what Rav Moshe Weinberger said that uh, you know what does the Torah say about you? Um, but the well, what I what I find to be interesting is that on the one hand, you know we we kind of have both we have both depictions of Noah handy. Chazal teach both versions of it. Right, like, um, the, the, and you can't avoid the pasha shot that he was righteous, and he was not just righteous, but he was the one, the God of Ador. So, like, the, you can't, like, you you can't not have that read on the one hand, and then on the other hand, there's the, when 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 we are taught it for the first time, we're, we're we're taught again that simple reading, and you know, you like, I guess you can ask the question, why aren't we introduced to those who darshan lignai? When we first hear the story, like, I don't know how many people in preschool, who how many children are hearing it for the first time, are going to hear that side of it. I, I think there's a simple well, reason for it, but well, 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 what, what do you think? The truth is, I haven't given too much thought about it. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, but some, some, you know, things that I instantly think about. If the message of of the one who darshanim le shvach. If the message is, listen to Hashem, no matter what people around you are doing, and the message of Ligonai is, um, do kiruv, take responsibility for your fellow, even be if an overachiever, not an underachiever. Try to bring them in, reach out to them. So that's a much more complex and higher level goal than the average first grader. Is okay. capable of. So uh, you don't, you don't, you know, yeah, you don't tell your, you don't tell first grade students. Like I learned Parshas Noah, I mean, for the first, I, I learned it in Chumash in, in in first grade, as did you. Um, and then you learn it, like you know, but you, you you don't you don't tell first graders to start to to go hang out with the bad kids and start doing kiruv. That's not something you do. You tell them if the bad kids are doing something bad, you don't do it too. And that's really important. And if, and I think that's a starting point. Meaning, if, if someone doesn't reach the level of Noah Shvach then, then, then they, they, they're they're nowhere near the point of, of not being Noah Lignai. 
You know, you have you have to first do things right yourself before you can be um, making sure that other people are are also doing it. So Noah Noah has has reached at least level one of doing things right himself. And then the question is, did he succeed at at helping others do it as well? But most people aren't even on that, that first level of just you know be, be better than everyone around you. And I, I I think that is precisely why number one, we we don't neglect those who darshan l'shvach when it comes to Noah. We, we we can't we can't let go of that. Not just because it's the pashup shot of the text, but because you need that. You need to see. You need to be able to see Noah in the best light possible, in the sense that if chas v'shalom, you would be in such a society or in such a such a setting where you had to be, you know, uh, you know, you had to at least protect yourself. So you need that. And then, as as you said about you know the in terms of the complexity, the subtlety, the nuance, you know, of trying to teach that that version, that gray version of Noah to kids, so that might fall on deaf ears. And on the contrary, you teach the Darshan Lishvach version to kids that everyone else was bad and he was good. That's perfect, right? Like that's the best possible thing they can hear, and you know, it like. That that would be like you know to to do it the other way would be like telling a kid, you know who's do who's being really really good say oh yeah you know what you could even be better like and you know oh you're saying good say better but like oh you're being good be better so one second like like you know just to you know, step back and if I if I can borrow some voracious terms, the child is still on the level of trying to be mavchin bein tov lara. Right, and I think that's what the end, the the beginning and really uh, the end of Parsha Aspiratius is all about. Adam and Chava, the Ephraim, the Eitzadas Tovara, and this is the first time after being completely naked and not being embarrassed because they have no concept of Tov and Ra. They have no concept of what's appropriate and, and inappropriate, like babies, though they were adults, but they had the innocence. And by the end of the Parsha, Hashem sees; He observes. After looking at a whole world that he thought was good when he created it, Tov Ma'od, he looks at the world at the end, Vayar Hashem ki Hashem sees how evil everyone is on the world, and He sees only evil all day. And what does that mean? He sees literally a generation of people that no longer seem to have the capacity to even discern between good and bad. They are only bad. This is a people that's only bad. And if one thing that you get from Noah, if the one thing you get from Noah is to be able to opt for good and not for bad, that's really not such a bad thing. Right. And, and I, I think just that this point, just it's, it's, it's very, very important that you ask such a question. Uh, I think just to, for like just a chinuch point that I'm going to say, when it comes to educating and teaching Chumash and teaching Parsha, now a lot of people, they learn Parsha differently when they're older than, than they did when they were younger, and they should, that's appropriate to do so. But sometimes they take the perspective of, wow, this is the truth, and this is how I'm going to teach it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And because they, 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 they think, like, you know, like the way they learn it now, like that's really the way I'm supposed to be teaching it, and they'll, they'll teach, you know, a more complex version of, of, of Yosef and, and, and Yaakov and Esav and their relationship, you know, as, as we've, I, I believe we've spoken about it, Best yeah. we've definitely spoken about it on the podcast. I, I, I forgot if I was on it when we discussed 
the uh, the infamous uh, even Ezra on Yaakov and Esau hugging and kissing. Um, so that came yeah, up, and yeah, we, we we spoke about Reuven and Bilha for sure, which is something that we had a whole podcast on. But um, you know, like there, there's some of these stories are, are 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 much more complex and heavy, and we don't learn it and and heavy, and we don't learn it that way when we're younger. And there was a reason for that. And you know, before we're so quick to change from just the Masorah of what we were taught when we were younger and change the style, because what we know now, we should you know, ha- have the humility to rethink it a little bit and say, wait, is there a good reason for, for, for it? If, for, for, if, if, this, if the, the, the derech is to teach it like this, is there a good reason for that? And it could be that you know, it's something you, you didn't think of and that's actually really, yeah, you, you should not teach you know the 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 Kiro, uh failure of Noah version. Maybe that's not the best thing to teach first graders and second graders. And you should teach it. You're not hiding. Right. You're not hiding. You're just teaching it. The right. Right. I mean, you, you don't. You don't. You don't. Hanoch Menar Al Pidarkom. How to spell before you don't teach kids how to spell before you teach them the the, the Aleph base. You right. Know, you, so you have to go think, go in, in layers and steps and and. And before anything, you have to know Yaakov is a tzaddik and Esau is a rasha. Is it more mm-hmm. complex than that? Yeah, probably. But but you have to build up to that. You have to first understand, right? You, you need to eat through the Eitz Adas Tovarah, or or go pre that, and and be and be ah, between Tovarahs to differentiate between right. Uh, thank you. Between uh, good and, and and evil, and understand that, understand baseline, and then build up layers. So just just not to be so quick to think that uh, everything you're you know your whole your whole chinuch was incorrect and you're going to do it correctly. The, the ability just to think about it carefully um, and and deliberately and, and discuss with uh, with bechanchim uh, and, and then and then come to come to what you understand to be the truth. And I, I, I think that it's not only an excellent point in terms of chinuch, but it's also an excellent point in terms of what you have to be able to do for yourself the next, you know, the, the next level. Meaning, so for, you know, how you give it over to someone younger, yes. But as you yourself are learning it, yes, so life is more complex. You know, perhaps a, a surface look at Noah, you get this very simple, oh, okay, be righteous, don't be bad. Be, you know, tov and not ra. And, you know, for, for, for a kid that works, and for a kid it's great, but, you know, you know for, like... I would say that you don't like you know everyone in the world knows about Noah. I feel like only the Jews and the mature Jews know about the Darshan the Ganaya version of it. And it's because we don't have we don't look at it as just a story, as just a fable, as something that, oh, here you can learn some nice lessons from it. Because Noah wasn't just an angel, but he was a complex figure. He was a complex individual. He was a real life person. And the, the, the Mabel, according to the Pashup shot of the text, the, the calendar dates, was a real story that happened. And in real stories that happen with real-life people, there are people who have complex life situations, and it means that it's not just, you know, Tov and Ra, right? It's not just right. Tov and Ra. And, and you need, as a, as, as a, as a growing, living, real-life person, you need to be able to notice that and be able to grow with that because Noah could have been any single one of us. And this, the same thing holds true for us. So, you know, you could think of it as like, you know, oh, he was a righteous Noahide. You know, you know, he was a basically a generally a good guy in society. And, that, and that's, in fact, what the Shiva Mitzvah Bnei Noah basically say, be a good person in society. You know, be, a, be, a, be a good neighborhood uh, citizen. Um, uh, be a good neighbor. You know, like, like State Farm. But 
we, you know, we, we going back to the Avraham model, you know, we, we can't just be that as Jews we, we achieve for more, and that's apparently well, that's we're going to see that's going to be the unfolding difference between Bnei Noach and anything beyond that. You know, Bnei Avraham, Bnei Israel. So, um, with that, I wanted to thank you once again for joining us here, and um, you know, it's, it's always a pleasure to have these conversations. I feel like we are able to uncover so much. So, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having us. Uh, enjoyable, Swiss, and I learned a lot. Amazing Baruch Hashem. And uh, again, we, we have to do this more often because not only is it really enjoyable, but I feel like it's, uh, there's, there's just, it, it's, it's very productive, I would say. So, Shkayach on being here. And with that, I wanted to let you know that, that you should keep it real, keep, uh, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here at the Database.